there went a man of the house of Levi and took to wife a daughter of Levi. And the woman conceived and bare a son. And when she saw him, that he was a goodly child, she hid him three months. And when she could no longer hide him, she took for him an ark of bulrushes and daubed it with slime and with pitch and put there the child therein and she laid it in the flags by the river brink. And his sister stood afar off to wit what would be done to him. And the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river and her maidens walked along by the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the flags, she sent her maid to fetch it. And when she had opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the babe wept. And she had compassion on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call to thee a nurse of the Hebrew women that she may nurse the child for thee? And the, Pharaoh, and, the and the Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go, and the maid went and called the child's mother. And Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, Take this child away and nurse it for me, and will give thee thy wages. And the women took the child and nursed it. And the child grew, and, and she brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son, and she called his name Moses. Everybody say Moses. She said, because I drew him out of the water. Hebrews chapter 11, I am going to have an additional text. Hebrews chapter 11, beginning with verse 23. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Esteeming the, approach, the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians assigned to do were drowned. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today for your word. Lord Jesus, in the next little space of time, help me, Lord Jesus, to communicate something that would be encouraging, helpful, challenging uh, each one of us. Lord God, that we would pass on a legacy of faith. Everybody said in Jesus' name. My title today is A Legacy of Faith. In Exodus... Chapter 2, it is, gives us a picture of a couple. We know their name is 
is the man, is the father's name is Amram, and the mother's name is Jochebed. Amram and Jochebed, they were, were married, they were in a covenant relationship, and in that covenant relationship, as is natural, there was a child born. And when that child was born, it was born under a death sentence. The government decided, desired that all the male children would die. Amen. There was something in the Egyptian government that hated the man-child, the men-children that were being born to the Jews. And so there was a curse of death upon every male child that was born. You can let the girls live, but you got to kill the male. you got to kill the masculine uh, influence that is in the Jews. It seems kind of uh, reminiscent of something happening in our culture today. A, a curse of death upon the children. But the Bible shows us that even in this this, 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 this place of slavery that the children of Israel were under. They were under the, the hard labor of, of, of being the servants and the slaves of Egypt. And they, their life had been made more and more difficult. Darkness was deep upon that place. But the Bible tells us that there was a man named Jochebed and a woman named a, man, a woman named Jochebed and a man named Amram. Amram. You know, I, I had the thought, I wonder what the parents of Moses's what their names meant. Amram and Jochebed. Jochebed and Amram. And so I looked. Now remember, these are children born to slaves having slave children. They had no possession. They had no rights. They, they were under the thumb of the most powerful, wealthy government of that day. And that government des desired to kill them, des des desired to see them weakened and lose power and influence and ability. So I just, just this morning, I looked it up. Jochebed, her name meant Jehovah. Is glorious. And Amram's name in means of exalted people. So here are two, two children born of slaves. And they did not name them some name of, of difficulty or tribulation. But the children of slaves, the parents of babies that were slaves, they said of the daughter. <laughs> Jehovah is glorious. And they named their son. We are an exalted people. It says to me that even though 400 years and more had passed since the life of Abraham, there was some uh, a virtue of hope that was imparted into his, to the, to his seed that, that even after all of these multiple generations, something of virtue, something of hope, something of faith had been imparted into the very 
uh, if you will, the DNA of these people, that even if they were in the worst of circumstances, they could look at their life and say, everything around us may be against us, but God is glorious, and we are an exalted people. And somebody say amen. amen. I could just say amen, and we could go home. Give me 10 minutes, probably. Maybe 15. <laughs> and so these two children that were given these prophetic names, these names of faith, got married, and they had a child. And, and they saw this child was a goodly child. And so they, they, they protected it. They hid it. But at some point that child could not be hidden any longer. And they knew the soldiers were going to find out. And so the, the mother, the Bible says, that when she could no longer hide him, verse 3, she took for him an ark of bulrushes. Amen. There's three. I think there's three arks in the Old Testament. Uh, the, the first ark is this ark in which... She, actually the first one is the flood, the ark, the flood, ark that she built, she made for the bulrushes. And I looked it up. It, it, it tells us that, that that Greek, the Hebrew word for bulrushes is papyrus. Now I'm not going to build a whole sermon out of it, but we know that uh, papyrus is how they made paper. Hallelujah. And out of that papyrus in which she made, the Bible says then she, she used Pitch and slime, slime and pitch. She waterproofed this 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 little ark made of bulrushes, and 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 slime and pitch is essentially tar and oil. Tar and oil. She waterproofed that little ark, and then she put that little baby in that 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 ark of papyrus with tar and oil, and she didn't just put it in the river. The Bible says. That she took it and put it amongst the flags by the river. And it appears she told her daughter, I want you to watch and see what is done to him. I am of the opinion, based on what happens, that she knew where the daughter of Pharaoh bathed. So here comes the daughter of Pharaoh, and she hears the baby. She sends the handmaid over. The handmaid comes and gets it. And she sees the child, and the servant girl says to, him, to, to the daughter, Would you like me to find someone to nurse the baby? And then she goes and directly and finds the mother of Moses. What I'm saying is she didn't just put Moses in the river. She did everything she could do to prepare Moses, to protect Moses. But at the end of the day, she, like all of us with our children, <laughs> have got to let them go, watch and pray, and do all we can to influence them when we no longer have our hands on them. And amazing, uh, the mother of Moses, after she released the baby in the ark, in the flags, in the river, she had the opportunity for, for a, a season of time, uh, I think it tells us, uh, that, that she uh, nursed that child. And I would say that just based on what happens in the scripture, that she put in Moses to know, you may be living in Pharaoh's house, but you are not the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He had all the education available to him. He had all the wealth to him. 
But he had all the opportunity to him. He probably walked like an Egyptian. But he thought like a Jew. Amen. And I, I think it is so important for us to recognize that Moses is recognized as one of the wisest men in the Bible. And potentially the instrument of God that did miracles even greater than the miracles of Jesus' exception of the resurrection. Moses was God's tool and teacher and leader and lawgiver that he used to begin the old test of the old covenant of the law and, and, and it was he was such an instrumental individual. But Moses isn't Moses simply because of Moses. But Moses is Moses because there was a Jochebed and there was an Amram. And he was Moses was Moses because the parents of Jochebed and Amram. I almost call this the, the wisdom of Moses' grandparents. Because there was a legacy of faith going all the way back to Abraham. God loved Abraham. And there was a, a time you read about Abraham. He, he was called to make a sacrifice to, 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 to take a, a bullock and and a ram and, and, and turtle doves, I believe, is three different sacrifices. And he split them in half. And the Bible says a lamp went through those sacrifices. And then there was a great darkness that came upon Abraham. And the Lord said to him, your seed will sojourn in Egypt for 400 years. And here at the conclusion of that, 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 that thing the Lord told Abraham, we find Moses coming forth. The daughter of Pharaoh called him Moses for I drew him out of the water. I tried to find what his parents called him and I, 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 I don't know. God called him Moses. God called him what he was called by the daughter of Pharaoh, Moses. And here we see uh, some principles that we can reflect upon that, that, that all of us, amen, have uh, connected to us people that, that impart to us. The Bible tells us that when God was about to go and destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, the Lord uh, said, shall I hide from Abram what I'm about to do, seeing that he will command his children to be faithful to me? I'm telling you something that sometimes it may seem like we are uh, whistling by the graveyard. We, we seem to be uh, just just uh, going, we're, we're, we're not really making the influence we want to with some people. But can I tell you, uh, there is something that, that, that may not seem uh, 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 visible, but you've just got to keep believing. Amen. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. And you know, you've got to imagine that the parents of Amram and Jochebed, they had been here for hundreds of years and it didn't seem like anything was going to get better, but they proclaimed on their children in a world of darkness, we're going to put upon them a legacy of faith and not brand them with the, the, the difficulty and, and curse them with the negativity that is in the world. But I'm going to give the Lord glory and say of my children, we are an exalted people. And we find that was imparted into Moses. And, and, and that, that, that when the Hebrews chapter 11, 
And it talks about by faith Moses. By faith Moses. By faith Moses. When he was born. He was hid three months. Amen. Moses didn't have anything to do with that first part. Right? Just like I had nothing to do with being born. Amen. Thanks mom and dad. Amen. I'm just here. Thank you Jesus. Right? Many of us. Uh, have been blessed with the influence of godly people. And I know, I know that doesn't happen for everyone. I know uh, that the Lord will make up the difference for, for those that don't have that kind of testimony. But we must take a moment and recognize the good and godly people that have made a mark on our lives. Just because God can take someone from nothing and pick them up from the gutter and they have a legacy of all kinds of different things. Thank God for those of us that can look back and say we had a praying mother and we had a praying father. We had a praying grandmother, grandfather grandfather had a praying great-grandmother and we have lived our lives under the umbrella of the protection and the blessing because those that came before us had a revelation of God and they walked with God amen I'm so glad I've heard my mother and my father talk about my great-grandmother she received the Holy Ghost in the teens of the 1900s underneath a, a, a brush arbor in East Texas and, and the place, and the, the town, little bitty bump in the road where she got saved, they built, somebody built a church, and she went to that church for decades. She was there. In fact, the church today stands on her, own, her old home place, and it's still just a little bump in the road. I think, don't think they have a gas station anymore. They used to have a gas station. Woden, Texas. But she was faithful to the Lord. She, she, she uh, lived a life of prayer and faithfulness and believing in the power of God and prayer. And, 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 and though uh, she, I didn't spend a whole lot of time with her and, and I didn't know her real well, but I, I recognized through the, the testimony of my family that she was an exceptional individual. And I know what made her exceptional is that she was a woman completely given to the Lord and loved the Lord with all her heart and all her soul and with all her strength. I know that about her. I've heard the testimony. But oh, what a travesty it is when people of righteous seed live their life in holy sacrifice and there reaches a day when their children don't when their grandchildren don't know who God is, when their great-grandchildren have never had a Bible. And we, if you've had any experience, you know people whose grandparents, I've met people, probably one of the most amazing things that I've found, almost every person that I've met that had no Christian experience, that had no Bible, if you get to talking to them, they had a grandmother that was an apostolic woman. I never will forget one time we were, in fact, I saw uh, the daughter of, I think it's the daughter of this woman just yesterday. Uh, I met her when she was an itty-bitty baby. She owns this pink nutrition, just as I knew since she was a little bitty girl, little baby. And she owns this pink nutrition. And, and I met her mother, and she had never been to church, never had a Bible, addicted to drugs, all kinds of trouble. 
And I found out her grandmother was an apostolic saint. And when her mother backslid, she never went to church and never took her kids to church. And, and it just revealed to me, we're just a generation removed from absolute hedonism, right? So the best thing that, that, that I can do, regardless of what my parents did or didn't do, my grandparents did or didn't do, the best thing I can do for my family is decide I'm either going to perpetuate the good or I am going to birth and I'm going to sow and I'm going to let the legacy begin. I'm going to let the legacy continue and I am going to be a testament and a testimony to the things that my great-grandmother was willing to embrace, that she was willing to live, that she was willing to believe. Amen. It's my understanding her husband rejected it and her sons rejected it and her daughters received it and embraced it and there was a division in the family because part of the family chose to live God, love God, and pursue Him wholly. And the others chose to take and live a lesser life. And even if they don't live it, they are still living in the blessing of a forgotten covenant. Amen. Ladies, I want to encourage you today. Amen. Your prayers are not in vain. Amen. Your love is not in vain. Amen. Your fasting is not in vain. Amen. Whether your children be st they still on your knee or they still sit beside you in the pew. Amen. You just keep praying for them. You put it in them like, like only a mother can put it in them. And you show them love. And you, 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 you show them you care. And do what you can to encourage them. But, but at that time, at that day, when circumstances demand that we have to let them go. Let's put them in the best circumstances of surviving in the current of this culture and have a watchful eye that is praying, Lord God, when they come into the court of Pharaoh, let them remember, I am not the child of Pharaoh. I do not belong to Egypt, but God's hand is on my life. Because I had a grandma, Jacobet. I had a grandpa, Amram. I have a mom and a daddy praying for me. And when all of the pressure and the temptations come upon them, that, that influence of generational faith would just be activated in them. And they will remember, they will remember, I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than to dwell in the temples and the palaces of Satan. Amen. A legacy of faith. Can we stand together? Lord Jesus, we thank you today for righteous women. Lord God, for praying women, for women of holiness, women of uh, 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 of distinction women Lord Jesus that have a, an appreciation and commitment to you oh God in the face of all manner of resistance and in the face of all manner of, uh, of pressure Lord God that Lord Jesus you have kept them and preserved them to this day Lord Jesus I pray that they would be able to see their children and their grandchildren be saved while they yet live that they would be able to see them saved while they yet live. I truly believe that the reason why that young lady, that I met her, 
I saw her get the Holy Ghost. I had the opportunity to baptize her in Jesus' name. That even though her mother took her as far away from God, I believe the prayers of that praying grandmother, amen, directed her life in another state, in another little, little bitty, little bitty, little bitty town in Mississippi, little church on the back road. The Lord brought her and introduced her to the God of the, her grandparents. I've seen that happen so many times. My dad tells a story that, that there was a, 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 a relative in their family, uh, an aunt, I think. She looked a little different, acted a little different. Family seemed to reject her. <coughs> and as I recall the story that she got the Holy Ghost and was going to a Pentecostal church, the whole family was Baptist. And when this woman got the Holy Ghost and become Pentecostal, the family's response to the Spirit-filled believer is they all became Church of Christ. That's what you call rejection. But in spite of the resistance, in spite of the rejection, God reached my dad and even his brother they both got the Holy Ghost. They got baptized in Jesus' name. And my grandparents, even when they died, they were still displeased that I was a Pentecostal preacher. But I believe that the Lord has a way of reaching through the malintent of individuals. And He allows prayer to fall like rain. And God will water seed from a previous generation, even a legacy of faith, to reach those that such as should be saved. I want to be saved. I want to have a legacy of faith. How about you? Can we just raise our hands and pray, Lord Jesus, I want to have a legacy of faith. I thank you for the legacy I have that I received from my mom and dad and from, 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 from grandparents and great-grandparents. And I thank you for the, 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 the faith that I have with my wife, Lord, the relationship that we have with you, the ministry that you have given us, Lord. And I rejoice to see that faith has made it to the next generation, Lord. I rejoice to see it in my children. And I pray, oh, I pray for grandchildren yet unborn that, Lord Jesus, like Moses, Lord, let it be imparted into them. Lord God, every child, Lord, that's present, Lord, and even the possibility in this building, let there be a legacy of faith upon each one. And everybody said in Jesus' name, amen. Y'all have a song.
想。